Um, and then in addition to that, other tangible things like journaling on a weekly basis, what makes me capable? What are 20 things I'm proud of about myself? That That is huge. Like finish 20 things that you're proud of yourself and see how you feel about yourself then. Right, um, yeah. Yeah, 20 reasons why I have proven myself wrong in the past, as in 20 reasons I've proven myself worthy in the past, even when I didn't believe in myself. And gathering all of this evidence within myself but also outside of myself, you know, seeing other business owners achieve the same thing or even more in a short amount of time and gathering evidence to create a reality where this isn't just possible, but it's, it's easy almost like it's so doable and that reality exists. We just have to put ourselves in that reality. Today, I have the privilege and honor of interviewing Trang Nguyen. Trang is a transformational coach for women. She helps women fulfill their potential in their career or their business that aligns with their heart's purpose. Trang is a powerful transformational coach who uses techniques and mindset shifts that are unique truly to her and some that I've not ever encountered or heard before. You are definitely in for a treat. Trang also works with high-performing individuals and clients. And so if you are high-performing, this interview is for you. If you want to be a high-performing individual and you say, I want those habits and I want that mindset that moves me to the next level, this interview is for you and Trang is the coach to do it. Share this episode. You do not want to miss what you are about to enjoy Let's dive into my time and episode with Trang Nguyen today, transformational high performance coach. Welcome to the Coach Up Podcast. I have Trang. Trang, I cannot believe I didn't ask you this in the few minutes before we started talking. Make sure and I make sure I pronounce your last name right. I want to say Nugen, but I don't know if that's right. Is that right? I'm going to say there's no right or wrong because it's technically a Vietnamese name. So the the Western pronunciation of it could be up for interpretation. Um, I go for Nguyen though, usually. Nguyen, Nguyen, Trang yes. Nguyen. Love it. Which I, Trang, I love your name anyway. So you guys, um, I have Trang Nguyen with me. She is a, a women's coach, a business women's coach, but really more of a transformational coach. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and so that I make sure that you all get the best introduction. Um, and so you all can know a little bit about her, but we are going to have a ton to talk about today. She is a six-figure coach with an amazing background before she got into coaching, she has an amazing story about um, what was the pivot point for her moving into a deep dive of there's more to life and how to get more out of it. And so, Trang, thank you for being here today. I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I I was beaming the whole time you were doing that introduction already because I'm just so excited to get into um, all of this, to talk about this and to go deep and just have this chat with you, Kanisha. Um, I, I've loved spending every moment that we've shared together already. So let's Likewise. let's bring it on. Let's do it. So tell tell the audience, tell the guests, um, tell them about you. Tell your story. How did you, what did you do before coaching? How did you get into coaching? And first, give them the exact 
definition of what you do and who you help. Yeah, for sure. How I describe myself now is I am a purpose and performance coach for women who want to fulfill their purpose in a career or business that's aligned to their heart's purpose. So what I'm doing now is I am essentially working with women at a deep, comprehensive level to help them thrive at the highest level in their lives. Because yeah, our our career and our lives, they're so closely linked. And my whole vision is to help these women, help individuals thrive at the highest level in their lives. Because when enough individuals are thriving in their lives, then I believe humanity will thrive. And when then when humanity thrives, the world will thrive for all forms of life and for future generations as well. And that is what drives me. That That's what gets me out of bed every day. But that's not what I've always done. And Kanisha, you've heard this story before. Not that long ago, uh, even just five years ago, I was still working in the sports industry. So for my whole life, I'd been working as a physiotherapist or physical therapist over there in um, over where you are, uh, a running and strength and conditioning coach. And that's what I'd been doing since I finished school. And I loved it. You know, I was, I was generally happy. I was generally comfortable and I was, I was doing well, but there was one particular morning in my mid twenties, a few years ago where everything changed. And what happened this particular morning was I'd gotten up early to go for a run. And when I stepped out onto the sidewalk, I hear a crunch and I'm like, what's that? What's going on? I looked down and I had stepped on a snail. So yes, no broken bones, but there were <laughs> other things that were broken. Great. And, you know, it's not the first time I'd stepped on a snail before, but for some reason, this particular morning, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And as I was running, I couldn't help but feel guilty that me living my own life, doing my own thing, I'd caused such an effect on something outside of me. In this case, I'd killed something. And I remember running up this hill uh, towards the end of this run. I could see the whole neighborhood. I could see the sun rising. And then it hit me. It was like a veil had been taken out from in front of my eyes. And I started to see the bigger picture of how I felt guilty about this. But my current lifestyle there were already so many ways that I was neglecting other forms of life. So this yeah. got me thinking and over the coming months, I went deeper and deeper and I started to see more and more ways that my lifestyle was affecting or the, I was starting to see more and more ways that my lifestyle had consequences outside of me, you know, whether it was plastic that I was using or the clothes that I was wearing. And this, this was interesting because in a way, I'd always known this, you know, I think everyone is aware that their life has uh, an impact, but mm. it never actually hit me and it never actually mattered emotionally to me until now. So this actually sent me spiraling and this, this started my quarter life crisis. And I just went deeper and deeper over the months until I got to the point where I was resenting humanity for the mm. role of humanity's devastation on the planet. And for me, I was like, I see how much power I have as an individual, yet I was still so insignificant. Mm. I felt so small, so helpless. So this 
put me in this limbo state because I wanted to become more. I wanted to do more. But at the same time, based on everything that I'd known, everything that I was doing, I was going into work and I was working with individuals as athletes. Um, I was working with individuals in a very specific way. But over a year of going back and forth and, and really feeling this pull, I actually finally made the decision to pull the trigger and to make that leap. So after a year of being this quarter life crisis, I decided, you know what? Nothing else matters. Like this is so big to me. So who cares about my ego or my insecurities or my fears? I'm just, I just have to do it. Wow. So that's when I, yeah, that's when I changed careers. I rebranded my business at the time and I decided to not, I decided to expand what I was doing. So not only working with individuals at, as athletes, but to work with individuals as human beings. Mm-hmm. And then that has led me to what I'm doing now, you know, working with women in particular to thrive in their lives um, through their career, because that's such a big part of our lives. It's such a incredible vehicle for change, vehicle for impact. And yeah, like working with these women, it allows them to thrive. It allows them to achieve their potential and then they can shine their light and create a ripple on this planet as well. Wow. I love that you just used the word ripple. I just heard an analogy. Uh, I want to say it's a statistic or an analogy, one of the two, that when one person yeah. is impacted, they their level of influence ripple effect out like a rock in a lake and the ripples that it causes can actually reach, I think, 750,000 people. I was like, really? Again, heard it. Don't know where they got that from. But to your point, right, like helping one person with their life can exponentially touch other lives, right? Mm. Your influence. So I love that your, your focus changed from just the athletes and the physicality of it to entire person. I do have to say, Trang, that when the first time I heard it and you said a snail, I was like, a snail? A snail sent you on this journey. But <laughs> Yes, right. I know. I know. And I should probably mention, you know, this, it seems so small, doesn't it? It's mm-hmm. like, how did, how did A lead to B? But I think this just shows that it's the smallest events in our life that can create the greatest change in our life. But it's up to us to actually stop and reflect and activate to that change because that's what happened. You know, like there, there were many times I'd stepped on snails before, um, but based on where I was in my journey, based on, you know, where my mind was at, different experiences that I've come across this time, it actually meant something to me. And then I continued to go down that path. I, I embraced that path, I guess, of exploring why am I feeling like this rather than just ignoring it and neglecting it. Um, but I think this is going to be like even a really beautiful takeaway for um, those who are listening. It's like in, in recent times, has there been a small event in your life that has happened and, or, or maybe that event is yet to happen, but it has the power to change the entire course of your life. Absolutely. I'm I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask, you said act, reflect, and then take action. Right. Um, and you may have used a little bit of a different word, but 
what does that look like? You know, when um, I, we hear that all the time, right? Like you gotta, you gotta lean into your feelings or you gotta lean into an event and you gotta go through it. It sounds often, maybe I'm the only one, it sounds like jargon that we're supposed to say. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what does that really look like? And I mean, I think you did, okay. went down that path, but can you, can you help me, help us? Like, how do people do that? What's the practical steps that you're looking at doing and over time, right? Because I, I would think sometimes it's like one, okay, I, I journaled, that was my reflection. And then you move on, right? And, but that doesn't create the, the life altering change that like you went through and that you're talking about. Mm, that is, I'm so glad that you brought that up because yeah, it's true. It can be a bit wishy-washy, can't it? <laughs> it's good, but, you know, but we hear it. So what does it mean? Yeah. Yeah. But turning it into something that's real intangible. That's, that's got me thinking, you know, what I, how I often see it is, you know, our lives can be really busy and we can get into the, the routine of managing our lives, you know, playing catch up and dealing with life as it comes up. But in order for me to, to change the course of my life based on stepping on this snail, I didn't, I, I didn't manage my life. I had to create my life in order, in order to create instead of manage, it takes small, regular actions. So like you said, Kanisha, um, having a journal, like I think that's actually one of one of the most powerful tools that I have used in my time, you know, turning intangible thoughts that are constantly swirling in your mind and repetitive and, and they don't really go anywhere, but turning that into tangible thoughts, tangible reflections, tangible action steps in a journal is so powerful. Yeah. But then, yeah, you can't just do it once and then forget about it. It's got to become a routine. And we may end up talking about this later as well in terms of high performance habits. But having a routine, whether it's daily or biweekly or weekly, to stay on top of things as they come up. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you, you might create the next step of your life. But if you stop this process, then you, you fall back into managing life, I believe. So your journaling is such a great one um, to recognize and download the thoughts that are currently swirling in our head. But then it's not just acknowledging the thoughts in our head as well, because there's also another part of us as human beings that I know I used to neglect so much as a busy bee, as a high achieving individual who just didn't have time to stop and, and to feel things. And that is, you know, have you hit that subscribe button? If not, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the Coach Up podcast. We are new. I am excited about bringing to you every single week, probably more often, experts in every single field that will help you, one, if you're a coach, learn how to grow and scale your business to six and seven figures. And if you are not a coach, learn how to grow your life in the multitude of areas we're talking about. But the only way that you know what new information is coming out is you have to be subscribed so you get notified when a new episode drops. So go ahead, 
hit that subscribe button. Also, I'm working to get to a thousand subscribers in the very first 30 days of the podcast being dropped. So I need your help. Share this with somebody. Make sure you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it with a family member, share it with a couple of people, ask them to subscribe as well. And we are going to grow this podcast as you grow from these amazing coaches that are pouring into you. Let's get coached up. Being able to tune into our emotions. Yeah. So not just our thoughts, but our emotions, which are often linked in with our thoughts. Um, they're, they're often the the result of what the thoughts are in our head. Um, but being able to stop and to create stillness in our lives so that we can check in, oh, how am I feeling? You know, if I keep going down this path or if I go to work every day in this current workplace or if I am, you know, continuing in this relationship or whatever it might be, not just what are the thoughts about this, but what do I really feel in my body? And that takes practice because, you know, I think it can be something that is very neglected, just like what I experienced in this busy, um, in this busy society that we are in. But checking in with our feelings and checking in with our emotions so that we can recognize, oh, you know, this doesn't actually feel good in my gut or I'm not actually feeling great day to day. And then from there, using that feedback, you know, our thoughts, our feelings to then be like, okay, something's got to change hmm. or, you know, what, what can I do next to create this change? Um, so having regular practices um, and yeah, at least weekly, I, I, I would say ideally daily because it doesn't even take much. It might even just be five minutes. Um, to to get started on that process of not just managing life, but creating it. I think that's, um, I don't know if you've heard this saying, it's new to me. I think it's really interesting. That's a bar. Have you heard that, Trang? No, I haven't. I'd so love to know though. It's, um, it's a new saying that means um, that's, that's something, to, it's like a great quote or that's a great saying. So it's something to remember. It's a bar. So I'm going to say what you just said is <laughs> a bar to manage versus create because with creation, there's intentionality and yeah. with managing, there's the reaction. And yeah. as you were talking about checking in with your feelings, all I could think about was, okay, when you check in with the feelings and if we dive deep enough to honestly be honest with ourselves and say, okay, I'm feeling this. Why am I feeling this? Not the surface. Somebody decided to do something at work that got on my nerves. That's probably not what's really bothering you. It's probably something deeper. Figuring that out and then making an intentional decision about how to either confront or change something mm -hmm. that you're doing so that the next time that that happens, your response is different. I like that because that's the creation. And, there, and there, you gave a process versus... Man, oh, okay. I got angry. Next time, I just won't get angry. But that's that's just managing it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I love that you said that. Okay, so you have just a ton of wisdom. Which where did this come from? Especially because you left your job after a year, just took a leap. Um, and um, did you move directly into coaching? And if so, like, 
Had you already started the coaching? Were you building it? And where did you, where did you get this wisdom to say, I can help other people? Mm, yes. Okay. This is getting juicy. <laughs> <laughs> so we like. <laughs> yes. It actually happened. I, I say it happened organically over a number of years, but also I, I do, and I should take, um, I should take kind of the credit of the fact that I did create this as well, but it just it feels organic because it happened over years. Um, but you know, from if I go back, almost when to when I first started coaching in one form or another, when I was doing personal training, that was about uh, nine years ago now. I I started working with my very first business coach at the time, and. It turned out that that business coach was just as much of a life and mindset mentor as, as a business coach. And that was when I first had my mind opened up to, you know, kind of like a reality beyond the reality that I knew. Like I started seeing things and understanding things I never would have thought of previously. And I remember thinking, wow, this is fascinating like how does everyone not know about this already I just want to go and shout from the mountaintops like yo everyone this is like this is the power of the mind this is what's happening day to day this is how we create our reality all of those things (laughs) yeah you know the feeling when you learn something new and you're just like whoa this is like revolutionary I want to tell everyone about everybody should know yes (laughs) yes yes I remember having that I remember having that and already over the coming years, I was learning more and more about, you know, the mind. I was learning more about our emotions. I was learning more about um, how we do create our reality through working with this business coach and then starting to branch out and work with other um, life mentors and, um, you know, mindset coaches. And that has been an ongoing journey. And because I was so interested in this work, it naturally started to spill into my personal training as well. And I remember actually the dis- distinctly the first time that this really came into place because I had two clients who had the exact same goals. And because I had the exact same goals, I actually had given them the exact same training program. But one client, when where one client got fantastic results, the other one didn't get those results at all and I remember thinking okay they have the exact same goals they've got the exact same training program how are they getting different results and the differentiating factor was their mindset and I remember this is the moment where I was like this is not just interesting to me this is real life application I've got two clients here where one is very empowered she's very motivated she's got um, a lot of self-belief Whereas the other one was lacking all of that. And I started to gradually and naturally incorporate more mindset work with these clients. It wasn't an official setup, but, you know, you're just between sets, you start talking about it or, you know, we're texting back and forth and they mention a challenge that's come up in their life. And I'm like, okay, well, how about you think of it from this angle instead of this angle? And I decided to incorporate that bit by bit. Yeah. So over the years, I started to do more and more of that. Um, I started to create, uh, you know, separate group coaching calls or separate sessions for those who were interested to do more work on their mind. 
And then that grew more and more over the years. And in 2020, when um, the whole world shut down and gyms closed for months and months and months, that's when like, I had the opportunity to actually revamp how I was doing things because I had to, you know, gyms were closed and people were craving support outside of their physical training more than ever. People needed the support so much that that was when I really jumped into creating courses and creating programs that were purely, um, or not purely, but it was more expanded than just the physical aspect. It was like looking at you as a person, looking at your life, looking at your, um, you know, your habits, your coping mechanisms, looking at where your mind, you know, where you're going and, and all of those things. Um, and then from there, that's when I was already growing this part of what I wanted to offer. And um, so in a way, when I did completely pivot and I rebranded uh, at the start of 2021, then it was, it's, it felt, it was seamless in a way, but it was also a huge mental leap for me because it was a huge part of like, all right, I'm letting go of this part of my identity. I'm letting go of something that I've always done, something that other people know me as, other people respect me for. Um, but in a way, it was a seamless transition because it had grown over time which I believe is actually a symbol of how right it was for me. Like it's something that I had popped up again and again. It's something that I wanted to do, something that is aligned to me. I just never had, um, yeah, decided to go all in before right. then. No, that's amazing. I love how it did evolve, right? And you just, you heard the needs of your clients. You're mm. paying attention to just conversation and because I think one thing that you mentioned that I really want people to hear is the self-development that you were already doing, like the self-work that you were already doing because you had already invested in a coach. You had mm -hmm. already, you were already spending that time with a coach, with a mentor for your growth. And then, like you said, you're hearing stuff like everybody needs to know about this. How does everybody not already know about this, right? <laughs> so when you hear others mentioning things that you now have knowledge of how to help them shift, then you're just naturally sharing. But I would imagine um, making it, that shift from completely in the physical, as we call it, physical therapy or physical fitness world over to transformational for women, even though like, I, again, I love how you did it. How, from a branding standpoint, how mm -hmm. did you, make that shift because I would imagine there are coaches and people who are known for something but want to do something a little different in their business so how did you do that that you were then able to have a continuity in your business mm. I did a I did a full 180 so I rebranded completely changed the name from the motion mechanic so that was what I was, um, that was what I was operating under as a physical therapist and um, as a running and a strength coach. So from the motion mechanic to aligned performance. So I rebranded that completely, you know, new logo, new, you know, brand colors, all of those things, new website. And I, I made a big announcement on, on social media. That was where I was most present It's where I'm still most present today. I made a big announcement sharing my why, like the 
the journey that's gotten me to where I am today so that, you know, I gave my audience the option to come along with me or not. And I think that, yeah, that in a way gives them permission to be like, yeah, you know, I want to keep coming or uh, I don't want to keep coming along on this journey. But at that point, I was so deep with conviction in my decision that it didn't even matter if most people didn't come along with me in the journey. Like I knew that where people didn't come along with me on this journey, there would be space for new souls to come and join me and come into this world uh, and to create this ripple together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was quite a 180 and I did it really rapidly because I had gone on this retreat. I don't think I mentioned this already. I'd gone onto this retreat where we did a deathbed visualization and a deathbed visualization. <laughs> okay. A deathbed visualization. Um, yeah, that it's what it sounds like. It's like this really deep, intense visualization where we go all the way to the ends and we look at, all right, on our final day, what is the most important thing to us? Who do we want to have become? What impacts do we want to have had during our lifetime? And that is so powerful because we we literally are starting at the end. And no matter where we're at now, no matter what our fears are now, no matter what our expectations are now, like we get to see with clarity at the very, very end what actually matters. And then after that visualization, it just became so clear to me. I was just like, I know what I need to do. And then I made that 180 rebrand within, I think, a month after that. Because I had so much conviction and I was just like, well, there's only one thing to do now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So this may be too personal. So I'll only give the answer that you're most comfortable with. Yeah, sure. On your, in your deathbed visualiz- visualization, what did you see for yourself? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. The, what I saw was nothing that I was currently doing and nothing close to the path that I was currently going down at that time. So that was the first thing. That was the first wake up call of, okay, like I'm, I'm good on this path now. It's not like I'm hating what I'm doing now. It's not like my current path is completely misaligned, but I don't see this path as where I'm going to end up on my final day. Mm-hmm. So then that was already the first sign. And in a way that's actually more challenging because I was letting go of something that, yeah, I didn't necessarily hate or it wasn't um, wrong for me. I just found that there was a more aligned path, mm-hmm. like a path that was the most true to my heart and most true to my soul of who I wanted to become and what impact I wanted to have. So that was the first part. And then the second part was me seeing like so much more impact that I was currently going to be um, if I went down this path. So the level of impact of global change, you know, greener forests, bluer oceans, cities with laughing, joyful, thriving people, um, wildlife and ecosystems that are untouched and living harmoniously with human beings. And I was seeing this like so clearly, this very grand image and I was like well I've got to go deeper like I've got to go bigger and more expansive than what I'm doing now Mm -hmm. yeah 
That's good. You um, you make me think about the starfish story. Have you heard the starfish story? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So for those who haven't heard it, um, so many people, Trang, I'm so glad that you've heard it because I, I tell that's one of my like go-tos for anything because it's I guess it defines partially my life and some of my vision. Um, but so many people have not heard it. And I was just talking to one of my mentors a few weeks ago and he said, oh, I was telling somebody the starfish story. And I was like, you know that story? Anyway, so that to say, so I'm glad you know that story. So many people don't. But the starfish story is about a little boy who is on the beach and there's the beach is covered with thousands of starfish and starfish are fragile. They will die if they're out of water for too long as most animals that live in the water. And so he's walking along the beach and every step he takes, he comes to another starfish and he picks it up and he throws it into, into the ocean. And he keeps doing this, and this old grumpy man, I say he's grumpy, he might not have been grumpy, but he comes <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're not going to be able to throw all of these starfish back in the ocean. And the little boy was like, he picked up one, he threw it back into the ocean and said, but to that one, it meant all the difference. It was, it was the whole world, right? And so, I love your vision of person by person impacting the world, the the global world, because you're changing their world. But then, like we talked about at the beginning, they will change other people's worlds because they are changed. So it's just your vision to be that large is amazing. And I think if if we all, I know for me, can go into any relationship, any conversation with someone of what I say, how I treat them, what I can offer them. Um, and not necessarily from a tangible standpoint, but just from emotional um, intelligence, being supportive, being kind, and and kind mm. and kindness includes truth. Truth is not always welcome or easy to swallow, but it is kind. Yeah. It's unkind not to be truthful. Um, I think we make other people better, and people either appreciate it at the time or later, um, hopefully. But it truly does make that person better, it makes us better. And then that ultimately makes the world better. So I love your, I love your global vision with what you're doing. Yeah, it gives yeah. it purpose mm, for sure. Yeah, thank you. And can I just say as well, like this, this didn't come about in the most smooth linear way because during my quarter life crisis, like I absolutely swung to the extreme end of, well, what's the point? right? Like kind of like that grumpy man on the beach is like, well, what's the point of throwing the starfish back into the ocean? And I, I went there. I was just like, well, I'm one person. Like, how am I going to have that much of an impact during my lifetime? Like, you know, during my lifetime, I will never be able to see the change that I want to see. And it's just too painful to think about. I might as well just throw my hands up in the air and be like, don't even bother. Like, I'll just live a selfish life, live my best life. And then I'll be gone in a hundred years. Like I, I went there <laughs> and mm -hmm. then I sat there for long enough, but also that was painful in itself. Like that realization, I, there were days where I would just burst into tears because it, it still affected me. Um, so then from there, I then swang, you know, swung back to the other extreme of, well, I can't do everything. I can't change the whole world overnight, but I can still do the best that I can during my lifetime. Mm -hmm. I can still use my lifetime to make the most impact that I can and, and leave the world a better place than how I was, how I was born onto it. And that's going to be better than nothing. So what's the point of doing nothing if I can still do something? 
Mm. And that was my line of thinking where I went from one extreme to the other. And then that's where I landed to this really, some people might say overly optimistic or, you know, whatever they might think. But this is where I landed to this, you know, I'm going to dream as big as possible and do whatever I can during my lifetime. I love that. How did you, in your swinging from one to the other, what were some of the things that you were doing? I, I, I love that you shared Sometimes it's burst into tears. Okay. But there's some work that goes with coming back from that. What was, what were the actions you were taking or were you talking to people or? Mm. Yeah, I think, I think a couple of things. The first one would be allowing time to pass and allowing the emotions and the thoughts to flow and not trying to suppress any of it and not trying to tell myself that it's wrong that I'm thinking this. Because sometimes, you know, in order to see something from one uh, perspective, we we almost need to see it from the other perspective first so that we can realize, oh, this isn't it. We, we come back. This is it. Um, so, yeah, allowing myself to be like, you know what? Uh, there's not there's nothing I can do. I feel helpless. Like, what's the point? Um, so really sitting in that for, I can't remember how long it was, maybe a few weeks or something like that. But then I remember there was a time I was in the car with my partner. We'd driven to the shops to go supermarket shopping or something. And I was, remember I was crying in the car because I was just so devastated. I'm telling you, you know, this was, this was a time in my life. It was definitely a time. Um, and I was just like, what's the point? Like, I just feel so helpless. And then James, my partner was, he, he said exactly that. He was just like, know what you you can't change the world overnight and I was just like "Ah," as he said I was like oh I can't change the world more tears more tears and he was like but Mm -hmm. this you can still do something and why don't you just focus on doing something because that's the most that you can do and that I don't know if that changed my whole perspective that day but it planted a seed yeah that I then sat on I then mulled over over the coming weeks and I was, and then I started to see the light and I was like, you know what? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to really take that on and use that to be empowered. So I think it was a combination of allowing time to pass because in a way everyone is on their own journeys and we can't force something that is ahead of where we are at, you know, our, our results or our businesses or, um, you know, our thinking cannot outgrow where we are at. It, it can't, um, you know, overtake where we are at. We have to allow that development to happen. And then also, you know, talking um, to others and shifting our circles because, yeah, talk to a group of, uh, you know, you could say jaded, uh, pessimistic family members and then and they're going to give you a completely different perspective and take you down a completely different path than if, um, you know, you, you spend time with those who are either on the same journey as you or uh, ahead of you on that journey. And, and then they, they really can guide you towards where you are already headed. Right. No, that's so good. Um, I love what you said. Our thinking can't outgrow where we're at. Mm. Yeah, that's, and sometimes we don't even recognize it. But if you are sitting in a space of, okay, just feeling stuff. And then you're asking, is there something different? You, then I'll, you will find the knowledge, you will find the people, it, it will come to you. 
so that your thinking can shift and adjust if, if you truly want to change. But that was that was really profound. Mm. With your um, as you came out of that and you understood the impact that you could have. And your business started to evolve to after the deathbed visualization. I still can't believe that. It's it's so good. Like whoever came up with that title, brilliant. Um, because you know, we there are things that say, think about what would you want if you were on your deathbed looking back. Like we hear that, but that that terminology is words are, are powerful. Um yeah. I love that. Um so as you as you found, okay, this is where I am, this is where I'm growing. And these are the people that I want to impact. And you moved into more more women and transformational growth. Like yeah. how did you how did you find those clients? Um, and were they did you come with most of your the clients that you'd worked with previously or with your 180 that you did in your brand? Did you have mm. to seek out new people? And how did you do that? Mm. Yeah. There's there's a few different parts of this, and uh, I'll start with I'll start with the part of you know when I first did rebrand, there were clients who messaged me and they were like, you know, love what you're doing, but also this isn't for me. And I remember that, like as much as I still had the conviction that I was going to do this and I wasn't going to turn back, like that still, you know, planted these seeds of doubt in my mind. And that still made me feel, oh my gosh, like a bit of rejection, you know, like I, I felt that rejection. And I was just like, it, it made me feel a bit smaller. Um, so that absolutely happened. There was a time where you could say things went backwards. You know, I I had less clients for a period of time. The, the, the revenue that I was making was reduced for a period of time. But the beautiful thing about that period of time was I had the support of my mentor who had taken me through that deathbed visualization and the others in that group. And that is the first thing that I would say was critical in being able to move forwards because yeah, like I was, I knew what I wanted to do. I, I had so much passion for this vision, but of course there were times where I still doubted myself and there were times where I was like, Am I able to do this? Uh, am I worthy of this? Am I good enough for this? Is this meant for me? And I remember there was actually one group call with this mentor where I was talking about how I was going to launch this new course. It was going to be under this new brand. It's going to be nothing to do with running or strength coaching. And I had so little faith. I just wanted to fill it up. I didn't even care how much people were paying. I just wanted to fill up this course. And I hadn't actually mentioned on the call how much I was charging because I knew that it was so little, but I got asked on this group call, mm -hmm. I got asked live. And uh, my mentor was like, okay, so you've got this, because we were talking about, you know, um, business and, and strategies. So we're kind of, I was like in hot seat almost. And my mentor asked me, okay, so for this eight week group course with two live calls each week, how much are you charging? And I was like, Okay. This is what this is what I've charged the first two people who've signed up. Five hundred dollars Australian. Five hundred Australian dollars. And it was like silent in the group. <laughs> and and my mentor just stared down the camera at me. And what he said was
if you work from home, if you are a remote worker, if you're a business worker and you work from home and you sometimes just wish you could get together with other people who work from home, you just wish you could get out of your house and just be around other people who are working as dedicated and focused as you are, but you get to be in the space of other fellow remote workers, you want to join the Coffee Shop Coworkers Facebook group. We are connecting people all over the country in coffee shops where you can go for free, meet other like-minded people to hang out, to work together, whether it's for two hours, whether it's for four hours, whether it's all day, but you get to connect with people like you who are working from home, who want to be around other people and still get work done and just create a new network. So come check out the Facebook page, join the Facebook page, Coffee Shop Coworkers today so we can start connecting you to fellow future coworkers. That makes me feel sick. Oh my goodness. Okay. Talk about feedback. Yeah. Like, and, and by the way, you know, of course my mental is coming from a place of love. We of knew each other really well at this point. So he could just right. say as blatant as he wanted. Right. And right. he was just like, he was like, that makes me feel sick. Like you're way undercharging. <laughs> and then that made me feel sick. And I started crying. <laughs> and everyone else, And then everyone else in the group is like, yeah, Trang, like, come on, you're so much better than that. And they were saying that from with from a place of love, but then that just made me, it was like a massive wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, after that call, I increased, uh, I increased the price, I think at least three or four times for that course and still managed to fill it up. Wow. And that was a huge turning point because when I had this support network and when I optimized the circle of people who I was um, kind of within, they gave me that faith. They gave me that support. They shed light on my worth. And that was the other thing. You know, stepping into my worth was huge to be able to, you know, keep going forwards with this rebrand, with this new direction. And then to be able to go from, yeah, um, making kind of like part-time equivalent in revenue to, yeah, scaling eventually to six plus figures. Um, and, And that I know is not super, super tangible, but like knowing your worth has got to be the first step because, you know, you can have all the strategies and this is speaking from experience. You can have all the strategies, you can have all the tools, you can have all of the, um, anything else. But if you don't real, if you don't deep down believe in yourself, you're going to sooner or later block yourself from achieving that. Like you'll either not even pursue your dreams or you won't allow yourself to receive what it is that your dreams are. You just won't like there's, there's a clash there. Um, so for me, knowing my worth came from one, having that circle of people who had faith in me, who were on the same journey as me or ahead of me on the journey and constantly staying in that world, constantly staying connected to them. So I didn't lose sight. Um, and then in addition to that, other tangible things like journaling on a weekly basis, what makes me capable what are 20 things I'm proud of about myself? That That is huge. Like finish 20 things that you're proud of yourself and see how you feel about yourself then. Right, um, yeah. Yeah, 20 reasons why I have proven myself wrong in the past. As in 20 reasons I've proven myself worthy in the past, even when I didn't believe in myself. And 
gathering all of this evidence within myself, but also outside of myself, you know, seeing other business owners achieve the same thing or even more in a short amount of time and gathering evidence to create a reality where this isn't just possible, but it's, it's easy almost like it's so doable and that reality exists. We just have to put ourselves in that reality. I'm over here taking notes. Like I hope, (laughs) I hope you listeners, y'all might want to rewind the last two minutes of what she said, the whole thing, but that's, (laughs) I love, oh my goodness. So never thought about that, right? On a weekly basis, 20 things that you're proud of and, and that you've done that you proved wrong as in your worth, right? Like didn't think I could do that, did it. Didn't uh-huh. think I could do that, did it. Somebody didn't think I could do that, did that twice. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, because repetition is the key. You mentioned it earlier, and we, we are definitely going to get to this, um, because you specialize in high-performance habits and high-performance, high-performance, and so teaching people high-performance habits. But repetition is the building of a habit. And so... I'm guilty of this. And I like to think that I'm not the only one in the world of nine or 7 billion people, however many have, um, that like, I'll, I'll say I'm going to do something or I'll, I'll, I'll have a goal or like, I haven't done my affirmations for this year. I know I'm telling on myself. Um, but you know, you write down, if you don't write those things down on a daily basis, or at least a weekly basis, you forget them, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like a to-do list. If most of us, if you don't write it down, we forget, you get to the end of the day, like, oh, I was supposed to do that. And so the same concept of you're teaching to build your mindset, to build your own belief system within mm-hmm. yourself to gather evidence by writing down the evidence of how great and how valuable you are and what value you bring. Brilliant and powerful. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. Oh and I actually did this very exact exercise in a recent retreat that I ran and I was given the feedback that that was one of the best activities from the whole retreat. Like it was so simple, but getting these women to sit down, write down 20 things that they are proud of themselves and actually not just stopping there. This is the next step as well. Not just writing it down because there are plenty of high achieving individuals who they know, and they can absolutely list out, all the reasons why they are high achieving, but why do they still feel low in self-worth? There are a lot of high achievers like that, right? So it, it doesn't just end at acknowledging our achievements. It's got to take that next step into the the heart and being able to feel the magnitude of these achievements. Not just being like, oh yeah, I ran a marathon. I've made, you know, multiple six figures. Like not just being able to, you know, list it off, but actually being able to feel the magnitude of that. And how I did that was I got these women to sit down. I gave them like heaps of time to do this. They finished, but it's not like I wrapped up the exercise then. I made them sit in the reflections of these achievements. I had the had music going that would allow them to really feel and just like kind of, um, you know, drop into this uh, Zen state almost. And then this is the next challenge that 
if I can challenge yeah. the, the listeners to do is actually then take that list and read it out to someone else or read it out to a group of family members or friends, stand up in front of them, read it out and own it. Like, I am proud of myself because I did this last year. I am proud of myself because I overcame this challenge in the last three months. And going through that whole list out loud to family or friends, having them absolutely boost you up and give you give you heaps of support and you owning it, oh, try and not feel so much emotion and pride and worthiness after doing that. Right. I'm listening to you and I'm envisioning myself do this and I'm excited. I'm like, because I'm envisioning like at the end of the year, I could do the nap, could do it now. But I'm thinking at the end of the year, what is that list of 20? I want to be able to read off to somebody and even just myself and say, this is what I did. This is what I did. Oh my goodness. I can already feel the excitement. I I see why you're so good at what you do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You know what's you know what's funny? Like I can't even remember what your original question was. I feel like I've just gone completely like <laughs> up to one side, but let's roll with it. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. <laughs> you did say something at the beginning that was so valuable because you talked about when you made the 180, you had moments of doubt because people there was the rejection, there was um that you felt because people didn't come with you, but you stuck to your conviction. And I think that's so important to share because as as you're building any business, and so building from the ground up, if you're scaling, so you've gotten to one level that you feel like is, okay, I feel like a success at this level, but now I want to go next. There's still new challenges at every level. And those emotions, those events are going to happen. Mm. Right. Um, one of the, I don't know that I'm maybe a mentor. Um, I attend an entrepreneurship group on a, a daily basis. And the leader of it talks about you know, every, every big goal that you have, please know there's going to be something to come to challenge it. There's going to be something that wants to knock your feet out from under you to encourage you not to go after that goal. Just be prepared for it. Right. So the, you sharing that is a good reminder. Those things are going to happen. And even high performers experience them. It goes back to your two clients who have the exact same goal and the exact same plan. It's how you, it's how you react. It's your mindset. And already you can see how you help shift mindsets, which is, which is so good. Uh, okay, man, I have so many questions. I don't even know, I don't even know which direction to go. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at the time. I was like, I feel like we're just getting started, but I know. we're not, are we? <laughs> we are not. Okay. So talk, let's talk about high performance. You work with High performance individuals and you teach high performance and so we talked about this when we met high performance habits um because one can you explain like the difference because this is not meant to hurt anybody's feelings but if your feelings get hurt and you want better then good that your feelings got hurt because then you need to lean into that and make the decision to be better but there's a difference between high performance habits and people who work at that level, live at that level, and those who do not. But can you explain or just give a couple of examples of the differences? And then I want to get into like what high performance habits look like. Mm, yeah. I mean, when when 
we we listen to interviews of the top people in the world, like those who've achieved the highest level of performance, those who've achieved personal mastery. Listen to enough of those interviews, and there's there's a pattern. There's mm-hmm. a pattern of certain ways of thinking, that certain ways of doing day to day that lead them to where they are now, and a lot of them aren't that groundbreaking because they all say the same things. Right. <laughs> they all True. say very similar things that's repeated. Um, and these are the these are the um, habits or the systems, however you want to see it, you know, day to day that people have in their lives that then over time separates them from those who aren't ach- able to achieve high levels of performance. And I say over time because there are people who may constantly be falling short of their goals and people who are struggling to reach a certain standard in their life. And that isn't necessarily because they're not aware of these habits and they haven't actually implemented them. Like, you know, think about anyone who starts a diet, you know, anyone who starts meditating or journaling or exercise, they start it, but the difference is they don't follow through. So that is First and foremost, the key difference, it's not just in what to do, but it's how it's done, specifically how consistently it's done. And that is one of the key differences because, yeah, like um, as James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits says, you know, anyone who, anyone can have these big goals, but that's not what determines whether or not they hit the goals. You know, everyone, whether someone achieves their fitness goals or falls short of their fitness goals they have the same goals it's in the consistency that leads them there or not and that's why the saying significant results come from insignificant things that we do daily that is one of the most powerful sayings significant results come from the insignificant things we do daily i'm just gonna ask you to repeat it one more time (laughs) (laughs) yes significance of results, they come from the insignificance things that we do daily. Okay. It's the small things. And this is why I am so big on the insignificant things, but I treat them very significantly because they are significant. But they're, they're insignificant in that they're very easy to do. Like what's 10 minutes of meditation? What's 10 minutes of journaling? What's um, a cold shower versus a hot shower? What's 20 minutes of exercise? right? What's reading a book in bed instead instead of scrolling on social media? Like they're small things, but the thing is they're so small and they're so easy to do that they're just as easy not to do. It's just as easy to do 10 minutes of meditation as it is to tell yourself, oh, I'm a little bit busy today. I'm a little bit tired today. I'm just going to skip it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But then you do that enough times and then you're no longer being consistent with these insignificant things. And now you don't get the, so now you don't get the significant results. So it's the insignificant things. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, training, that's good. Mm. I just, um, I just did a post today on IG. Um, I was, I, whenever I eat, my eating is like my, I get to watch like however long it takes me to eat. I get to watch a little bit of the show doesn't really matter what show because I couldn't tell you what's going on with them anyway, but that's my release for the brain. And a basketball um, 
commercial came on and I played basketball in college. And so I get it. And it, uh, the Lord just hit me. And it was like, why do we quit on stuff? Which is exactly what you're talking about. Why do we quit on stuff? Why do we quit on ourselves? And it's because in basketball and sports, you know this, um, you have incremental wins all the time that continue to motivate you to keep going. Right? And I just use basketball as an example. When you're playing, you make a shot. Whether you miss the next three shots or not, like you remember just like 12 minutes ago, I made a shot, I'm, I'm good. That confidence gives you the, the desire to keep going. But when we have moments where we quit, something doesn't work out, it gets hard and we give up. Mm -hmm. So to your point, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna read the book today. So then we put it off and then you feel bad. Now you feel like, oh, I quit on, okay. I didn't quit, it doesn't, it doesn't translate that way, but your mind recognizes, I didn't do what I was supposed to, there's a bit of a disappointment. And then the next day you do the same thing. And then the next day you do the same things. But then you read one day and you're like, okay, I did, but you have this habit now that's become a habit of giving up. Eventually you just stop reading the book. Eventually mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll get an audible. I'll get it on Audible and listen, maybe. But because there's no consistency and it works both ways, like the small, when you do the things that you're supposed to do, those insignificant things, it gives you the boost to continue to keep going. And so, yeah, what you just said is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's happening, it's happening in everyone's lives, whether we realize it or not, mm -hmm. you know, like this, this force or this this is in motion for everyone but being able to shed the light on this and make it so that it's a something that you can see is going to be the first step yeah it's these small things like they are in they're small and they're insignificant but they are significant okay man i don't even remember what i asked you because that was so good <laughs> high performing <laughs> habits that's what it was <laughs> But consistency, you're 100% right. And to your point, you hear, we hear from the top people, it is the same thing over mm. and over, but it's, are we following through? Are you consistent with it? So what's the difference between, so how do you attack that as a coach? And like, how do you work with your clients to help them with that? Do they, do you take on clients? Are you looking for clients who have those tendencies or do you help? them grow those tendencies how do you do that mm. yeah so so we with this like uh, I want to actually mention this first as well what you just said before Kanisha about how this is something that yeah you, you were probably all heard before um the top people in the world they, they say this consistency consistency is not going to be the first time that anyone's heard this but that's why there's a difference between knowing something and believing it mm. and there's a difference between believing something and embodying it as a default way of being so this may be something that you know you've heard before if you're listening to this but that's not what the point of this is the point of this is maybe you've heard this 10 times but it's the 11th time when you're so sick of yourself and not showing up at the level that you want to you're at that level where you're the tipping point of where you're so sick of 
you know, breaking promises to yourself that this is the time that it's going to make a difference for you. And this is when you actually implement the changes. And that is what matters. That's the point of this conversation, not just to tell you what you already know. Yeah. I, I want to mention that as well, because that I thought of that when you were talking, Ganesha. That's good. Yeah. Now, in terms of, you know, how to implement this. So with clients who I work with, it may be their primary thing that they are working on, but at least it's going to be a part of every client who I'm working with, because even if their outcomes are business related, you know, starting a business, pivoting in their career or pivoting in their business or growing and expanding their business, this is all part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the absolute stepping stones in any outcome. Um, and in terms of like the implementation of this, you know, actions and willpower and discipline and forcing ourselves to do things, that is just one piece of the puzzle. Like that's just one p- um, part of the chain of events that happens when we um, when when we live our lives. It's just one part and it's it's actually a very small part it our actions are the result of many other pieces earlier along the chain that leads our actions so as an example right think about uh you know everyone who wants to go on a diet who wants to change their way of eating what's the first thing they do well they they go on a diet they they focus on how they can cut out carbs or how they can cut out dessert or reduce their portion sizes but we also know that most diets don't last uh, in the long term. Most diets don't aren't sustained. And the reason for that is because even though the actions are being worked on, there is a clash with other things. Like what does this person um, value in terms of their life? What are their belief systems around food? Mm-hmm. What are, what's their environment? Is the environment supporting Um, this or is it actually pushing against this Um, what is their identity you know deep down unconsciously how do they see themselves do they see themselves as a healthy person or as a fit person or do they see themselves as um, someone who like binges a lot because that becomes an identity when you do it enough so Mm -hmm. there's all of these factors early along the chain and that is the level that I work at with my clients because yeah, it's not about just the actions. It's about all of these other supporting unconscious factors that create someone's results. So some of the key ones are environment, uh, values, beliefs, identity, language as well. Like, you know, the dialogue that we use internally, the dialogue that we have with people around us. And that's, and I've given an example about eating, but that's going to be the same with anything else. You know, if someone is starting a business or growing their business, if someone wants to level up in any particular skill and they need to start doing something that they've never done before, it's the exact same thing. It's not just about doing it. It's about all the other supporting factors and doing that work and essentially shifting the bar of normal in our lives because we mm-hmm. all have this bar of normal whether or not we realize it, it's right. invisible. We have a certain standard in our life, whether it's getting six hours of sleep a night or nine hours of sleep a night, whether it is working for 35 hours a week or 60 hours a week, whether it is um, you know, reading every day for an hour or not reading at all. Like we all have a certain 
perspective of normal. And it's in changing our actions and all the other supporting factors that shifts that normal. And the only way that we can sustain a change is when we truly shift that bar of normal. Because that's where we live. I think, um, I don't know if it's in Atomic Habits or it's another book about habits, but it's like 90 something percent of what we do is habitual. Yes. We just do it on autopilot. It's our, so what you're saying makes a lot of sense. You have to, there's a lot of factors that go into what makes our norm. So you have to tackle all of those in order to then shift to a different normal. That then is where you actually, that you've created, you're not managing what you want your, your life to be like. You said something earlier that I wanted to touch back base on really quickly when you were talking about when you shifted and you were in the group um, conversation and your support of the people that you were working with in that group really helped you uh, because it, it's important to have, as your mindset is changing, that you're around like-minded people because your normal will reflect the people that you're spending a lot of time with. And so I, I wanted to bring that back up because I thought that was really powerful what you said and mm-hmm. how you laid that out that we have to make sure that if we want something different, we're with the people, we're, we're spending time with people who are at that, that level of different. And it doesn't mean that we cut people out of our lives, but you know, the conversations that you have, you are intentional about who you're having those conversations with and you're gleaning that information from because they are thinking, expecting at the level that you are so that you you believe it reinforces your belief that it is doable. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Something something so powerful about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like people people often say, "Oh, you you've got to believe in yourself, and you you don't need to rely on anything external." But you know, why not harness the power of both, like internal and external? And yeah, there's just something so powerful just something about it that's you know others in your circle who are supporting and on that path with you yeah all right we're we're coming close to time to be up so I'm gonna shift a little bit um where are you going Trang where are you growing your clients and your business Mm. for me this year you know how um, at the start of the year people will come up with like a theme for the year or like a word for the year yeah my word this year is expansion because last year, 2022 was the best year yet in so many ways in, in my personal life, in many ways, and also in my professional life, like the business, it was the biggest year of business yet for me. Congrats. And the, yeah, thank you. And everything that I did last year, I loved, I don't want to change anything that I'm doing this year. It's purely expanding and deepening what I've already been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that looks like one-on-one mentoring, which is beautiful, close relationships with individuals, walking their journey with them. There's these small group coaching experiences. So online and the retreats that I run, oh, just incredible support group, kind of what we were just talking about, right? It's like not just having one person, but it's now this group in this circle of beautiful women together. 
And and I love, I love that. I love relationships. I love, you know, it gives me just as much fulfillment seeing my clients achieve their outcomes than than when I achieve my own outcomes. And um, and yeah, like continuing to continuing to see ways that I can contribute to this vision that I've got. Like I'm less attached to the what and what I do as long as it's aligned to that vision. And for me at the moment, how I see it is, um, you know, wide reaching, uh, wide reaching, spreading a message, speaking is a really wonderful way to do that. Whether it's on podcasts like this one or speaking on stage, it is like, I, I love it. And it's also so in alignment to spreading this message and, and, you know, creating this ripple like, you know, reaching thousands of people at once. Um, absolutely. So yeah, that's that's where things are going um, this year for me. It's expansion of what I'm already doing, deepening what I'm already doing um, and like going outside of business as well for a moment, enhancing and developing all the other areas of my life that are just as important for my business as the business itself. Hmm. You know, for me, some core, some of my core values is is love and experiences. Mm-hmm. So love the relationships in my life, family, friends, partner, that is like one of the top things. Uh, it, it always will be because I'm sure we've all experienced if, if our relationships in our life are a bit rocky, then our work gets affected. We show up with a different energy mm-hmm. um, and experiences like saturating my five senses. What do we see? What I see, smell, eat, um, feel and listen to like more adventures more experiences and making the most of this human experience wow. um, are constantly things that I am um, prioritizing so yeah that's what's happening that and trying tell us where you are in the world yes I am in Melbourne Australia so on the that's... other side of the globe from you I'd say right yeah I love it because of all the places in the world that I want to go. If I don't need to go anywhere else, I want to come to Australia. I do not know why, but that has mm. been that has been a dream forever. And so when I when you were talking about experiences, I just think about the great down under. I may be completely wrong that maybe New Zealand, but I think that's Australia. Yes. Uh different country, but next to Australia, yep. <laughs> Close right. enough. So is the great down under do they is that what they call Australia or do they call that New Zealand? Oh, that's actually a good question. Okay. I, I don't okay. know. Okay. I don't know where <laughs> I heard that, but I just think when I think of experiences, I think Australia has so much to offer. I know every country does, but you all have so much wildlife and um, and then the city mm. life. And oh, okay. Let me get off of my, I'm coming to Australia. When I come trained, I'm coming to visit you. So <laughs> absolutely, please. I've got a spare bedroom. Come stay. Let's eat good food together. Let's experience. Yeah. I'll give you all the Aussie, uh, all the Aussie foods. Awesome. <laughs> Vegemite. Okay. Have yes. you ever heard of Vegemite? Have you tried it I, at all? I've not. What is this? It's a spread that you put on toast. It is an absolute icon in Australia. But it might be an acquired taste for everyone else. So it's just like a a um a thing that you've got to try when you're here. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm getting. <laughs> I love that you put the focus of not just on your business, but every aspect of your life. Because, like you said, when things are rocky in relationships, 
it affects our professional life. And likewise, right? How many times do people come home from work or deal with work and then it impacts how they interact with family or friends? And so I think that focus, that holistic all around focus is, again, it speaks to your value and how your mindset as a coach, which I know transfers to your clients day in and day out. Okay. Wow. All right. We're going to, we're going to jump into, have a quick fire round. This is what I call it. Most people I call it like a lightning round question. I want to go, I call it the before you go quick fire questions. Okay. So okay. are you ready for the before you go quick fire round? Train? I'm ready. All let's right, do it. let's do it. All right, so these questions, just to give you a little heads up, it's just things that are practical, things that Trang is doing in her business that have helped her that hopefully will be helpful to you guys. All right, so first question, one tool or app you could not do your business without right now? First thing that comes to mind is uh, Asana. It's like the organization program because I'm using that for everything at the moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tell me about it. I don't know anything about it. It's um, it's an organizational program where yeah, pretty much um, you use it for everything. Like I'm I'm putting in uh, all my social media content in there, all my lists in there, all of my to dos, all of my client tracking. It's like everything. And because I've got a few assistants helping me with bits and pieces, that's I add them as a team into Asana and I can communicate with them through the program. So it's everything in one place. That's good. Uh, good stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Love it. Love things that make us more efficient. Okay. Yes. I know you're in Australia, so this may be different. Obviously, it'd be different probably for people around the world, but maybe not. What tool do you use to collect payments from your clients? Mm. Um, I'm going to actually say PayPal, which would be, you know, very relevant for anyone in the world. And the reason for that is because I do have clients from overseas and I've found PayPal. It's it's simple, but it it works great for um, kind of like upfront payments as well as ongoing installments. Love it. Okay. And you, okay. And you do both, which is good. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. You mentioned this. Do you have a virtual assistant or an assistant that you would recommend? Oh, so specific names. Is that what, is that what we're if talking they would about? Be okay with, you know, if, if they're like, Oh, I can add some extra work. If they would be okay with sharing a shout out from, yeah. from their employer. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Let me, let me share two. So my first one who's absolutely changed my life <laughs> is Sharice Hortolano. Um, mm-hmm. She is currently my general assistant and she does a lot of um, admin work and PR and she's like the best, most reliable partner. Um, she just respond. I always say this to her. I'm like, you don't have to respond to me straight away, but she just responds to me straight away all the time. And that's because she wants to. She's just so passionate about her work, which I love. Um, and she does everything virtually. So, you know, you can work with her from anywhere in the world. And my other assistant, um, Chi Quinn Lai, she's Vietnamese in Germany, actually, oh. um, who helps me with my social media. And I remember... Up until relatively recently, I was doing all my social media myself. I was uh, creating all the content and posting it manually. 
And when I got Chi on board to help me schedule all the posts, to create all of the, uh, all the creatives, I guess, like all the subtitles and the thumbnails and things like that, I, I, I got at least six hours back in my week. Like that's how much time I was putting towards the social media. Um, so yeah, she's been a, she's been such a massive help in that, in that realm. Nice. And they're both virtual. So you guys can yes. find and work with make, they make all the difference. Oh my goodness. That's so okay. much. Yeah. Because for people who are good at something, like what takes us who may not be good at that thing, three times as long to do, it takes them a third of the time. Let them do what they do and free up our time. Love you. Exactly. Yeah. And then we, we can double down on what we are good at and really grow that part of our business. Exactly. Okay. Um, what has been the most effective method for you in finding and securing new clients? Hmm. Two things. First one, Instagram. (laughs) That's, that's been the home of my business from the start, actually. So Instagram is where it's at for me. Um, but also like providing exceptional value for my current clients. Like you can say that that's the best marketing is actually offering exceptional um, value for current clients because then they will refer their friends and their family or they will be recurring clients. And that's how that's how I work. Like I work with a relatively small number of clients because I, I love deep relationships and I love um, nurturing individuals, but so many of them are recurring and they just come back time and time again because they love what they get like they they feel seen they feel heard they feel supported and yeah that's been the most effective method in in finding and securing um future business i guess yeah now that that second one is so powerful i'm glad you said that because you said something several times during this conversation and i wrote it down because i didn't want to forget it you've said over time just like you were talking about with your clients and you were talking about when you were on the pendulum swing of I'm going to do nothing in the world and then I'm going to do something in the world. Like you said in that over time, there were a few other times because we live in a microwave society, myself included. We want to start something today. We want it to manifest in like three days. Um, and, and the Lord speaks to the Lord speaks to me. Um, not too long ago, I was reading something. I was reading a scripture in the Bible and um, God was like, he gives us the seed and then he will provide the increase. And I was telling my best friend, I was like, there's this whole part in the middle where the seed has to be planted. And before increase can happen, there's this thing called time and work that you have to do. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that part for you. So I love that you talk about time, like give, mm. give things time to work to marinate to allow yourself to adjust for a new normal to present itself okay so good okay let me not let me not get us started again all right what tool <laughs> what tool do you use to set up client meetings calendly good one all right what one thing train do you attribute the most weight to in scaling your business to six figures Mm, one thing I'm gonna have to say I know this is we we mentioned this earlier um working on myself and working on my self-worth yeah yep that's that's been the core that's been the core 
Okay. And thank you for saying that again, because I think it's undervalued. So, mm, yeah. All right. Last thing, last question. One book or podcast, what, what one book or podcast would you recommend as a must to, to consume? Mm. Is this where I mentioned my own podcast? <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred and ten percent. Yes. Uh, let me mention, let me mention a book that came to my mind first. I'm going to say this book that I, I read relatively recent and I loved it. I was so inspired every day that I was reading it. The Everyday Hero Manifesto by Robin Sharma. Yeah. It's his latest book and he's written it as though it's his final book and his final gift to the world. And every chapter is a different uh, story, is a different experience, a different learning that he's collected over his lifetime that he's gifting to us. And, you know, it might not be like super, super groundbreaking for everyone, but it like it's such a beautiful collection of life experiences and learnings in this book. And I can't wait to go back and read it again in the near future. So that's what I'd recommend. I'm a huge fan of Robin Sharma. Um, I'm not sure if you've come across him before. No. Yeah. So that's, that's what I would recommend. Great book. It's like somewhere in the back on the bookshelf there. Um, and then I probably should mention my podcast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Tell us. Which is the, the Aligned Performance Podcast. So if you're not sick of hearing my voice already over the last hour, uh, you'll you'll hear more of my voice on that podcast. I do solo episodes and guest episodes all around the themes of what we've been speaking about today. Love it. And they can find that on all podcasts. Platforms. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. How long have you had your podcast? This bit, uh, so pretty much since I, oh, I started a while after I rebranded, I'm going to say 2021. Um, so two years and I had another podcast before then as well when I was do still doing, um, the sports coaching, but this is new. Yeah. Or relatively new. That's make sure you guys go subscribe now. Like you're listening to the podcast, just go ahead and flip, flip on your phone, find the aligned, what is it called? The aligned performance podcast line performance podcast go ahead and find it go ahead and subscribe okay <laughs> y'all should be done with that right now okay mm. Frank I can't say I have a page of notes but and and I'll like I'm just transparent and maybe in a year I'll be like no Kanisha you shouldn't have said that I heard somebody say they went back and watched like their first YouTube um, video and they were like oh my gosh it was so bad Maybe I'll say that, but like my head's been down because I'm like writing notes while because mm -hmm. <laughs> this has been so powerful. You have just you the way you think approach things word things because we know things are so powerful and just present things mm -hmm. there in such a different way that it really does start to shift the mindset so that there can be a shift in the normal. There's a lot of work between the hearing, right? And like you said, hearing then believing and then actually implementing following through and becoming yeah. um but you you've just shared tons so I want to ask what is the last thing you want people to take away from our conversation from you today hmm. okay this is the the final thing I'd like to say in a way you know at the end of our lives you know we, we there is one inevitable for all of us and that you know our life is going to be a, a finite period of time on this earth so in a way you can say that nothing in our lifetime matters but because nothing matters everything does matter in the moment 
know, because nothing matters, everything does matter in the moment. And I believe that because of that, everything we do is an opportunity for us to express our best. No matter what stage of our life, no matter how small it might seem, no matter how big it is, everything is an opportunity to express our best. So move forwards in your life and express your best. I don't think you could end it any better than that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today and your time. This has just been amazing. Mm. And tell everybody, it will be in the show notes, but tell everybody how they can find you. Yeah, for sure. The The best place to find me will be Instagram. That's where I'm most active. My Instagram handle is Nguyen. So I'm sure you'll put that somewhere, but the spelling of it is T-R-A-N-G-C-E-S-S-N-G-U-Y-E-N. Um, and from there, you'll be able to find uh, links uh, and resources to anywhere else that you want to go. Make sure you all follow. Again, I say mm -hmm. thank you. This has been thank amazing. You. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Coach Up Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and share this episode out with a friend. We are working on getting to a thousand subscribers in the first 30 days of the podcast dropping today. This podcast is dropping on March 14th. We need your help to get to that 1000 mark. So share share, share. Be sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening. And thank you for your support. Make sure that you follow Trang, connect with her, share her information out, and be sure that you stay up on everything that's going on with me, Kanisha Hart, the host, the connection collaborator on all my platforms for updates from the Coach Up podcast, as well as everything else going on. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.